0: As a spiritual entrepreneur, your relationship to marketing, your relationship to sales is what determines the financial health of your business. So, what is that relationship? What is it that you feel when you put out your marketing, when you're putting out content, or especially when you're starting to sell or create an offer? Does it feel like an obligation? Does it feel icky? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel like an honor and a privilege? This is what we're diving into here. Now, I've invited George, George Cow here. He's the expert when it comes to helping spiritual entrepreneurs build a more healthy relationship with marketing, with sales, so that your business can be financially healthy and you can also enjoy the process. So, what you're gonna learn here is one, how to craft and manage your content, two, when to sell and when not to sell to your audience, and three, What are the key areas of focus, the three ways to build an audience? So I'll put all the links to connect with George below. Make sure you do that. And I'll see you on Facebook in the Serving Circle where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, my online family. Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. We have George here, George Cow, like the Dow. And uh, we're going to have an awesome conversation. So if you're in the field of spirituality, if you're getting yourself online, if you're marketing yourself on social media, doing all the things, and you're trying to find ways to be more authentic, more honest, more open, more vulnerable, connecting with your, you know, connecting with your audience and who you meant to, who you meant to work with and who's meant to resonate with your message, this is where George comes in. So I'll read the very quick bio that that George has here and then we'll dive into all the topics. Hopefully I can ask the questions that the audience is most thinking and having in their mind because this is the, this is the topic that gets me excited and obviously it's going to benefit everyone the most. So short bio. So, George Cow has been leading the authentic marketing movement for seven years. Prior to that, he spent five successful years as a ma- mainstream marketer using the common tactics of sales, fun- sales funnels and fear driven marketing. Then he had a spiritual breakthrough and completely transformed his business into a much more authentic spiritual business. So, you guys can check out uh, George at georgecow.com and he's got, all, he's got all the books four books, 20 courses he's created online, tons and tons of free videos around authentic marketing and joyful productivity, so check that out. But George, welcome, my friend. Good to have you on the podcast.
1: Tyson, it's so great to be here. Uh, We are definitely kindred spirits, uh, so I'm really looking forward to having this conversation be an uplift and uh, and a a helpful uh, resource for both of our audiences.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Over here. we had a chat uh, last week, I believe it was. And, you know, when you came up with the, the phrase that marketing, marketing is your ministry, <laughs> I, had, I had been, as I discussed on, the, on, on our call, I had been thinking of ways to describe this and language it, where everyone has this hang up when it comes to marketing. Yes. <laughs> they have this fear. Yeah. They have this mm-hmm. sticking point of saying, oh, I don't want to be too pushy, too salesy, too, uh, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. And, you know, I just don't want to be that car salesman. And yeah. a lot of and in the in my growth of the serving circle and how I do my content, I always sort of describe it as "Hey, your marketing is just an extension of you. It's an extension of your heart. It's, it's an extension of how you're here to serve. And then when you yes. said marketing is your ministry, it really it hit me as something as a way to really describe it and, and communicate really what it is. But I'd love to ask you, what does that mean for you when you say, when you say that phrase, when you say the term, what comes to mind and what's the particular message you're looking
1: to convey there? Oh, thank you for asking. And I really hope this conversation will open the hearts of everybody, I'll open the possibility of abundance for everyone listening to this because... Um, Okay, the mainstream way of marketing. All of us have experienced this. Mm-hmm. Is where we we feel like marketing is well, we we grow up with commercials on TV, or I guess those who are uh, growing up uh, in the past twenty years don't watch TV anymore. I guess, <laughs> but commercials on social media, right? But we, it's in marketing is we know it to be about interrupting us, like inter- interruption number one, and number two, it's sort of like trying to charm us or persuade us into looking at a product or buying something that we weren't there thinking about and maybe wouldn't have thought about unless we saw the charming commercial or the persuasive salesperson right so marketing from the consumer point of view has always been annoying right so so <laughs> therefore tyson you know when we talk about well let's go and market ourselves to others we're like wait you want you want us to do the thing that we've always found annoying to to other people? How can that be a good thing? Now, marketing to the businesses, right, to the corporations, to the people trying to push products on us has always been about a means to an end. Like they they don't set up marketing departments because, gee, marketing is so worthwhile to do and we just love doing. No, they're, they're doing marketing so they can sell stuff to us so that we will buy things. So it's a means to an end. It's not the actual product it's the thing that gets us to buy the product so that they have profits. And so, so in other words, a lot of small business owners, you know, I and mean, corporations are, you know, they, they know they have to do marketing and they have, they might have big budgets or so small business owners like ourselves or solopreneurs, we just think, well, we got to market ourselves. It's, it's like a necessary evil. <laughs> like, like we want to just do our real work, right? Tyson, what? Why can't we just do, why can't people just discover us? Why can't someone else do the marketing for us, Tyson? Why, why can't someone just discover us, do the marketing for us, and we just show up and do the beautiful and deep work that we do with others? That's, that's all we want to do. We just want to serve people with, our, with our, our deeper purpose, our higher purpose. Like Why can't we just do that? Oh, but people won't know about you unless you do the evil, or at least the slightly annoying or, or morally questionable marketing task in order to finally be able to do our real work so so this is where i realized a couple years ago when i had that kind of (laughs) breakthrough about about this stuff it's like oh my gosh do you realize and i'll talk to you tyson like do you realize tyson that and you probably know this everyone listening to this do you know you are making a positive impact on far more people than the relative few who eventually buy something from you. Now, hopefully that relative few is thousands or tens of thousands or millions of people. But if you if you had a thousand people who buy from you, there are probably 10,000 to 100,000 who are impacted by you, actually positively or negatively. How? Through our marketing, people. So we are literally making an, a difference in someone's day when we do our marketing so when they see a marketing message right they see either a video an article a social media post an email a, a podcast episode whatever they're they they're consuming as the message is influencing their day in some way and most of them actually we never even hear from right Tyson I mean I mean you do the, you do such good work with all of your messages, your, your YouTube channel, your podcast, but you don't hear, like, you know how many downloads you get. You know how many views you get. You don't hear from most of those people saying great video today, but you know that they're watching, you know that they're listening and they're probably being, be- being impacted by it. They are. So we have to understand this as spiritual service providers, we are providing more of a service through our marketing. I mean, to more people than we do with our quote unquote real work. When we get to the end of our, when we get to the end of our life, when we have our life review at the end, we're gonna see all those tens of thousands, maybe millions of people whose lives were were at least slightly changed by us because they saw our quote unquote marketing. So therefore, here's here's the here's the practical part of it. How do we do marketing as ministry? right? Like how do we um, well first the first thing to do is to is to affirm it's to shift your mindset to say, okay, hold on. when I'm doing my social media marketing, when I'm sending my email newsletter, when I'm uh, putting videos up or making podcast episodes, or even writing a sales page, this very message, is going to make a difference to more people than who eventually buy. So what kind of difference am I going to make? Am I going to make the difference, which a lot of marketers do of creating FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Am I, that's? Is that what I'm creating? Is that what I'm going to create? The, the fear of missing out to a lot of people, most of whom aren't just ready to buy. They're, they're It's not the right time. It's not the right product for them, or they're just not in the right space to buy right now. Whatever reason, it could be many reasons, but they might buy they might buy next month they might buy next year we don't know but can our marketing message itself be a healing influence you know can our marketing message itself be an education or an inspiration that gives hope about what's possible or as a healing influence our presence itself can be a healing is a healing influence if we are willing to bring the deeper parts so basically let me just say this your real work is actually happening in your marketing more than <laughs> to more people rather than than your client work or your you know course, online courses or whatever. So, how do we do marketing in ministry? We create and please jump in any moment, Tyson. Just interrupt me anytime because I, I I tend to get real passionate about this stuff and I can go on and on. But uh, I'll just say the major moves of how we do marketing this ministry is that we look at content create, first of all, first of all, um, I'll, I'll talk about two things, content and offers, okay? We look at content creation as a way to serve humanity, right? With our authentic presence and our helpful lessons that we've learned, you know, it's a way to serve humanity. Now, by creating and when I say create content, I'm you could you could write if you prefer writing, you could make videos, you could do podcast episodes. However you want to do it, or maybe some of you are photographers and that uplifts people. that heals. okay So however you like to create content, do you understand that the content you put out there has a healing and uplifting and a hopeful influence on others, most of whom will never buy from you? Just say George, why? Why can't why can't we talk about converting people, con- higher conversion rates? Why can't I get most of the people who see my content to buy from me? Because that is statistics. The more successful your content is, the lower your conversion rate is. Let's get that let's get that really really clear. And that's a shocking idea, but it's true. If your content <laughs> it goes viral, if this episode goes viral and reaches a million people, Tyson, do we expect that? You know, 999,000 are suddenly going to buy from you and me or you or, you know what I mean? No. I mean, we can't even handle 9,000 people suddenly inquiring with us. You see what I mean? So the more successful your marketing, the lower your conversion rate is supposed to be because you're actually reaching more people because word of mouth is spreading like wildfire. I shouldn't use wildfire, but both both in Australia and California, we have problems here. But <laughs> your viral marketing is also a, a problematic term these days. But but yeah, you, you know your 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 um your magic is is making an impact on more people. So how do we do marketing of in the industry? One, we create content as a service to humanity by bringing our authentic presence and helpful lessons to to the world. Number one. And number two, we notice what makes an impact. And then we use additional distribution methods to reach more people with that helpful message. What I mean by this let's say, let's say you made 10 videos. And then, you know, in a month, let's say, and then next month you look back on your 10 videos and go, wow, out of those 10 videos, isn't it interesting that video number? three and video number seven got more likes more comments like it just made more of an impact so what can i do therefore to distribute videos number three and seven to even more people should i send should i send it out to my email newsletter should i post it on more social media channels but basically should i run facebook and instagram ads if i know how to do that how can i get the impactful stuff in front of more people because you know what i do i use facebook and instagram ads a lot in fact i um I spend upwards of $1,000 a month on Facebook Instagram ads. Most of the money I spend, and gratefully, it, it brings, brings back a lot more than that, but most of the money I spend on ads is actually spent on what I call ministry money. More than 50% of my ad dollars is just spent distributing my, my most helpful, healing, you know, uplifting content to more of the right people without selling anything. Less than 50% of my ads are actually make an offer to my warm audience. Most of my ads are just blessing people with content, knowing obviously if people are actually benefiting from it, they will more likely to continue watching, reading, listening, whatever it is. And if they continue watching, reading, listening, they're more likely to talk about this stuff or share this stuff with other people, whether or not they buy. You know what I mean? Like it's making more, anyway. <laughs> Let let me let me pause here and just allow you to you know chime in and see if this is even making sense at all. Yeah, no, I just wanted
0: you to go on a bit of a riff there because it's a, it it makes a lot of sense why some people get hung up around marketing. Yes. Uh, like you said, when when we grow up, we all know the feeling when we're being pushed something on us that we don't want to buy, and yes. there's that pressure. That we that we feel that we don't want our audience to feel, right? Exactly. So we're like, we felt bad in those in that environment. I don't want to do that to anyone else. And therefore, right. this this I, I sort of look at it like a continuum. There's sort of just the person who just uh, sells everything, regardless of what anyone says or feels. And then there's the on the other end, there's someone who really is is very very cautious to how everyone feels, and then doesn't get anything out because of that.
1: right Right. and so there's
0: that there's that balance but what's really important what you're really talking about here is your intent if your intent is to do your marketing from your heart do your marketing in a way that's of service where you're sharing your gift or you're sharing your energy of healing uh, and it comes from that intent of just love and service then that's really where the content resides Right? And that's really where the content yeah. resides. And then from that energy, from that intent, you can use some more of the tactics, the feedback, the strategies, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. to to see what's to see what's best in in the form
1: of uh, in the form of distribution. You know, I mean, I think when people look at your videos, Tyson, they can feel your intent. you know, and so I think I think you're a good example of that, and I encourage the folks who haven't. Uh, I mean, if you listen to this you know podcast, you can feel you can feel Tyson's intent. And I totally appreciate you bringing up that idea that there's that spectrum where some people sell all the time and some people never sell. And the people who never sell need to listen to this episode and realize, wait a second. Let me reframe this whole thing. Wait a second. Now, now, but 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 even even when it comes to marketing, there's basically two things. I just let's keep it real simple, right? In marketing, there's two things: there's content and there's offers. Okay. Well, I mean, you could say, "Oh, well, there's also branding." No, no. Let's just keep it real simple for now and say there's content and there's offers, and your branding comes through all of it. But uh, your content is the kind of stuff we're doing right now. I'm not. I have no product or service to sell in this episode. Nothing, and that's how I do most of my content. Um, you know, in fact, I have a <laughs> I have a well-known uh, blog post and video called Separate Your Content from Your Selling that people can look up. But um, essentially, I, I look at it as a as an 80-20 rule, right? It's a very simple way of thinking about it. So for every 80, so 80% of your, let's say your social media posts or 80% of your email newsletter or 80% of your podcast. Um, you know, try to let 80%, maybe even a little bit more of it, just be ministry. <laughs> just be, I am trying to educate, uplift, inspire, entertain. You know, for some for some people that might be true. Um, I'm not that funny, but some people <laughs> can be entertaining. 80% and then just ministry. Don't, don't even think about, oh God, I hope this 80% will sell stuff. Just, just let it from the purity of your heart of your enjoyment of your audience and enjoyment of this message, just share, just share, right? Mm -hmm. Just like right now, I'm grateful. I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't have anything to sell. So the 20%, though, is where a lot of us heart-based and spiritual uh, service providers need to listen to. The 20%, you do need to let your audience know you have something to offer as a business, or even as a nonprofit, right? Like, Like, look at nonprofits. Like, I was on... Even some nonprofits don't even do it so well. Like I was on Wikipedia the other day. How many of you, how many of you go to Wikipedia every now and then? Most of us, right? Have we ever seen a Wikipedia appeal for for money? Right? It's like, I don't know if you've seen that before, like you go to Wikipedia, you're reading an article and there's this big yellow thing. This is please be one of the few people who donate, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I mean, I'm grateful that Wikipedia does follow the 80 20 rule more like the five 95 five rule. So in terms of the frequency, they don't sell very often. They don't ask for donations very often, but when they do, it's not very gentle. So let me, let me explain. So the 80 20 rule, 80% of the time you just bless uh, 80% of your posts of your email, uh, part of the email newsletter, your episodes, just bless, just minister. Okay, 20% of your posts, up to 20%, ought to let your audience know that you 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 have a service, you have a product, whatever it is. And when we let them know, here's what I recommend, Tyson. I call it the gentle launch. The art of the gentle launch. So instead of um working so damn hard to like, oh my God, this launch better be five figures or six figures or four figures, whatever figures, this better be a big launch and I gotta, I gotta like send 12 emails. To to my people and and have five videos and then open cart, close cart, open cart again, because I have a new bonus. You know, there's all these launch strategies that are out there. And it's, and I've done them before, obviously. And it's most of the time, it's quite nerve-wracking, exhausting for both parties, Mm -hmm. for both the seller and the buyer. It's like, oh my God, George is doing his launch again, right? Kind of thing. That's what I used to do. I no longer do it. I call it the gentle launch. I just basically say, hey, listen, a gentle launch is two messages. You could you could add a few more messages to that, but it's basically two messages. Hey, want to let you know that this is available. I'm I'm sharing my genuine excitement about it. This thing is coming up, or hey, this service is something I really appreciate doing. And then the second message, just just a just a reminder that this thing is still. The- so every month. I recommend everybody do a gentle launch. If it's what once a month is a good rhythm, if not once every two months and, and just two messages, and that can be sent out on social media, on email, whatever, gentle. I'd I usually do it anyway. So I wanna announce this thing, you know, I'm really excited about it. If it's the right fit, I'd be grateful for you to take a look or, or um, even share it. If it seems like someone can help be helped by this, And then a reminder one, just want to remind you that this is still available. And if, especially if it's an event, Hey, we start tomorrow or we start next Monday or whatever it is. Okay. And the other thing about, um, okay. The 80, 20, the content and the offers content offers 80% of content, 20% of the time offers, I think of offers as. Okay. So I talk about this here, passion and compassion. I think, Tyson, you're going to appreciate this, because it's it's totally up the vibe, you know, the, with the vibe of the serving circle. To me, marketing is this integration, authentic marketing is this integration of passion and compassion. On the one hand, we have a passion for our service. Oh, my gosh, my modality is so deep and so transformational, or my product is so helpful for, for people. I I love the skill that I provide, whatever. I, we have a passion for it, our, our area of expertise. And then, but if we want people to buy from us, we also have to have compassion for what their wants and needs are. And the more we can have compassion and study their wants and needs, the more we can understand the language they need us to communicate with. Because at, at one if we all are only if we're only in our passion, this is where a lot of the spiritual service providers make a mistake, essentially, is that we're so in our passion. That we easily use the language that is more advanced, kind of over the head of of our ideal client. But our ideal client is not the level we are. If they were exactly at the same level, they wouldn't be our ideal client, right? Like we are at least a few steps ahead of our ideal client. We've, We've been through that journey a bit more or we've thought more about it. We've explored, we've reflected on it more, okay? That's why we can help them because they don't have as much time and energy to reflect on this stuff as we do, or as much passion rather so we need to talk to our ideal client and find out how do you what's going on with you in terms of this area of your life this area of your health this area of your relationships this area of your spiritual growth what what what's happening there and then as we listen to their language oh that's really what's what's painful for you oh that's really what your yearning is oh that's really what you're really curious about or interested by oh let's take notes because that language directly goes into our copywriting you know, our, our sales letter, our social media posts or whatever. So the passion and compassion have to come together for a really effective marketing. So when it comes to our offers, we have to, we have to activate that compassion so that our offers are really effective. And then when we make the offer, if we've done the compassion work of listening and and, and then taking the language and putting it where the offer is, and guess what? All we have to do is whisper. All we have to do is whisper. We don't have to push. We don't have to persuade. We just whisper. Because if I if if you were if you were thirsty in the desert and, and you walk past me and say, Tyson, there's water over here. <laughs> do I have to shout? There's this clear, filtered, uh, wonderful, you know, um uh, alkaline water or whatever, whatever kind of water you want over here. Would you like some? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so thirsty. Yes, please. I don't have to shout. In fact, if I shout, it'd be kind of weird, you know. Water. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just minding my own business. But yes, I am thirsty. So thank you. Right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I, <laughs> I hope this is interesting. And, it's
0: awesome. I think it's yeah. what you, what you, what you're putting here is is a is a good point. Not only of, of having your, having a different th- how you can think and reframe your marketing online. I have a few more a few more um, questions about how you would do that. But one of the things uh, that all the listeners can tune in on is this this communication piece. This communication piece of saying, okay, I'm really passionate about. Um, especially, a lot of people get really passionate about the vehicle that they have. That to help people get from A to B, whether to, like you said, a particular methodology, framework, a you know, Skill. modality, product, and they love talking about it. Yes. And they and they're a big believer in it and it clearly is is there to help a lot of people. I think everyone runs into some challenges when they just talk about the vehicle and they're not listening to their audience about those key pieces of what problem is it solving, what what really is the outcome that you're after and you know what are you passionate about? What are you interested in? What are you curious about? And, and really listening to the language, and then saying, "Oh, I put that in my me- I put that in my post. Yeah. I put that in yeah. my messaging, yeah. <laughs> and then I can link the very right. thing that is my vehicle to that. And all of a sudden, you've got both passion and compassion."
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever I ask my affiliates for feedback on my on my sales pages, they always highlight certain phrases They're like, "Oh, this is really good." I'm like, "Oh, well, that literally." was an email I received. I mean, I literally was afraid from an email I received from someone who needed that, oh, okay. It's always the language of the potential client that is the most powerful.
0: Yeah, and not the language that's in your mind, which is more of the, you know, if you're a coach, it's like coach speak. It's like, here's the evolved, you know, here's the evolved, highly advanced language of how someone who studied it for years.
1: It's meaningful for you. Yes.
0: But it's still it Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. like you said. So if you can make it more simple, more attuned to your audience, and sometimes that maybe it it may be making it more concise, it may be speaking more to the, the the problem and more to the outcome that they're after. That's what makes them lean in, and so that when you have this little uh, this little offer that that you can just whisper because you're speaking completely to them in a way that is authentic in a way that is clear and then they're saying oh okay yes i it, this is something that is a no-brainer for me this is yeah. the
1: water in the desert <laughs> right it is yeah it is yeah they they don't care as much of what kind of you know materials the bottles made out of although you know some people might <laughs> right some people might and you need to talk to that too yeah. but they care more about yeah the actual the actual thirst quenching aspect yes, of it yeah. exactly so
0: how, th- how does that look in your i know you use a lot of instagram so you can yes. feel free to you can feel free to talk about that one thing i, I want to ask is 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 there a particular way you you move from your your content into your into your sales so that you have it in the same video or the same post or is it a different post how is it that you sort of make that yeah. transition
1: yeah no it's a brilliant question and um So, similar to my typical framework of separating content from selling, I actually don't um, have a transition from content to selling. Um, And this is probably uh, different from most of the marketing experts that, that we know, because most marketing experts recommend a funnel of some kind or a sort of a nurture sequence of some kind where whether it's it's after someone signs up for an email newsletter or if someone's on a webinar or if someone is launching a product they have a series of videos those are all neat nurture sequences essentially from from uh the beginning to oh now i'm now i know i need this thing now i gotta buy it from you so what i recommend instead is just to be upfront well, I, 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 like I said earlier, I recommend the 80-20 rule, right? Like the 80% of our posts, uh, 80% of the time when they see us, they're being blessed. <laughs> they're being nurtured. They're being, they're being ministered without an agenda. This is the hard part. This is the hard part, I think, for, for, for a lot of us, especially those of us who, who, who know marketing so well because we've been trained basically in the mainstream ways. That the agenda—they're so heavy of an agenda all the time, or and the agenda is often sly and it's like underneath, and then and then like the audience discovers it later, and they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, this was actually a sales call." <laughs> okay, got it. Um, all right. So what I recommend doing, and like I said, it, it's 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 not normal, and it takes some courage, is to just give content without agenda, without selling. And then 20% of the time also, right? It could be 80-20 or 90-10, depending on people's comfort level. 20, 10 to 20% of the time, we send we simply directly, gently whisper our offers to say, folks, this month I want to so actually Tyson, tell tell us, tell us one service that you you that you love to provide. Just I'll give you a chance to share some one thing that you love to provide to your clients
0: um well i have free offers that are in the serving circle i have my paid offers which is my group coaching program. tell us one of your paid offers yeah so the group coaching program uh yes. that's where a lot of you know some of the some of the people in the serving circle who are looking to basically build their business in a way that's aligned and authentic and using awesome. social media i love it yeah, we, we yeah do a lot of the, the group coaching piece and we basically have that as a an offer where i i help them with that
1: Totally. And can people join at, at any month or do they have to wait a certain month? Or There are generally
0: there are certain ways uh, that I've there are certain offers that I have a certain periods of time uh, For sure, so sure. that people can yeah. people can jump in at a certain and they can go through the same, you
1: know, transition together and, and
0: learn and that sort of thing. So that's yes. really generally how I do it.
1: Awesome. Well, let, let's say that it was during one of those months where you are enrolling a new cohort of group coaching members. Then it's very, very, very obvious what the call to action is, right? It's just like, folks, you know who I am. You know, you've been seeing me on, on YouTube or you've been listening to my podcast, you've been seeing me in the serving circle on Facebook. And I just want to let you know that right now I'm making, I'm, I'm bringing a new group into the, the coaching program. And you know what I do. You know, You know, I do talk about this and talk about that. And if you'd like to actually work with me, Personally, in a smaller group setting than, than you know, than the than the free offering of servings, please consider this. Um, we we are starting the group together on the state. And any questions, let me know. People who are fans of you are gonna be like, oh great! I've been I've been I've been seeing that thing around. I'm glad I, you're actually bringing it to my attention so I can consider it. How much does it cost, Tyson? Or how uh, you know what level should I be at? You know, they, they might start asking me questions. So that's really what I do. And, and so let's say let's say, and that's one example. Do you have a one-to-one service? Yeah. So it's getting to the point now where I'm I'm. Um...
0: I'm, le- I'm leaning more and more to the group coaching as, as more clients jump on sure. board since my, obviously yes. my one-on-one time is, is limited. Yes, but, yes. Um, as of now, I still do. I still provide uh, one-on-one yep. help to people who are in the program so they get all that accountability cool. and support and yeah. that sort of thing. But moving forward, it, it will shift at some point. I'm not sure when that is. Right, um, yes.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. So, you, so y'all better buy now. No, <laughs> no, exactly. no. Um, no, no. No, um, no. But let's say that somebody is, is that's like their main thing. Let's say somebody listening to this, watching this, uh, that the main service they did, they love providing the one-to-one deep transformational work. And that's what they, it's like, George, how do I offer that as a gentle launch or like a you know, whisper kind of offer? The way you do it is very simple. Once a month, or again, the 80-20 rule, if, if, if you're somebody who posts a lot on social media, but your, your audience is constantly getting value from, from your free posts, then you could do it up to once every, even once every week, perhaps, or once every two weeks. You know, certainly not not too much if someone's posting a lot. Okay, so once a month or once every two weeks, you simply make a post on social media saying, "Folks, you know me. You know I'm Susan. I'm Jane. Uh, you, you know, you know that I love talking about. Let's just say someone is a, um, you know, energy uh, healer, right?" And so, you know I, how much I love talking about the importance of, you know, aligning, unblocking your energy and uh, healing, the healing process, blah, blah, blah. Did you know that I love doing this one-to-one with my clients? And did you did you know that I, I love especially helping people through these particular this particular, this month, I want to focus on this particular problem area that I help people with. It's people who are suffering from this or who are knowing they could uh, heal more from that. And if, if that's something that that is bothering you, I, I would be grateful, honored to be able to, to, to serve you in that way. And please you know, ask me any questions. You see how it, it's straight, it's straightforward. It's but here's the key though. We're not selling to strangers. And Tyson, that's that's really that's really a, a very important distinction here. I think so many people they they approach marketing as if they're always selling to strangers that they must persuade and they must charm and they must do all this bend over backwards. The way I talk about it, I say this listen, authentic marketing is like making friends at scale. And Tyson, you you modeled this beautifully, right? With the serving circle and with all your content. I mean, you're making friends at scale. <laughs> you're you know, with every with everything you do in the serving circle, right? You're you're like making more and more friends or you're People are becoming more and more friendly to you. More and more people are all the time. And so, of course, if somebody feels friendly to you, somebody likes you and trusts you, you don't need to shout. You don't need to persuade. You just need to be very, very plain, even very plain. You now I, I always tell people, listen, I am a I'm not that good of a copywriter, you know, compared to other people, but I sell a lot of products. You know, I, I, I do very good in my sales. Not because I'm char, I'm I'm persuasive. No, my copy is not that persuasive, to be honest. And I I I, I know persuasive copy. I don't think my copy is very persuasive, but I have an audience that trusts me. And how did that happen? I like I said, 80-20, 80% of the time, actually more like 90% of the time. I don't I, I'm actually I give so much content out that it's more like 90 to 95, five and ten, you know. Anyway, but that's that's it. Like if we can uh, Think of oh let me let me continue on the friendship analogy right if if authentic marketing is like making friends at scale how do we do it we do it through our content we're always blessing ministering nurturing people through our free content right and the things we do like the serving circle if that's true making then what is an offer an offer is like inviting friends to a party when you invite Tyson if 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 we live close enough for this or if I can invite you to a virtual party am I going to go up to you and go Tyson you better join my party now. you better sign up for the party now otherwise you're gonna you're gonna miss out and, and not gonna be your friend anymore <laughs> or, or you're gonna you're gonna be really regret you know for the rest of your life that you didn't come to my party <laughs> right? you know look at who else was coming and you don't no I, I was say, like, hey Tyson. Um, what's uh, tell, tell me like a type of party party food that you like I don't know you want to give, give me a give, oh, give, what, what's your favorite cuisine? Tyson, or what's one of your favorite?
0: Uh, I don't know about cuisine, but my weakness is chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, big, big Tyson, weakness is chocolate. Tyson,
1: I'm I'm doing a chocolate tasting party. I don't know. Would you be interested in that? I mean. I And by the way, Tyson, can you can you bring your favorite chocolate too? Because we're we're all doing, it's like a chocolate potluck potluck party. So we're gonna we're all gonna bring our favorite chocolates and we're gonna like, you know, everyone can taste it. Isn't that great? <laughs> right? that's probably a lot of people are like please sign me up for that yeah. but you see that's what that's what a, a gentle and friendly offer is it's like i know tyson well enough well now i know now that i've asked tyson like what's your favorite thing to eat i know tyson well enough to know he likes chocolate so i know that if i say chocolate party he's gonna be like when yeah. uh, i'm gonna cancel whatever else i'm doing you know what i mean like yeah. So that's and and then I asked Tyson to bring something. Hey, bring bring a, you know bring bring your favorite chocolate so that we can all share. And, and of course, when we're making an offer, we're asking them to bring money. I mean, they're paying for something, but they, they're bringing something, and not just money, but they're bringing their presence also. Especially in like a group program, right? They're bringing their presence. But it's a it's a collaborative effort. It's like a it's an invitation. And it's like Tyson, oh, you you really can't sh- you you can't show up next Saturday because it's Christmas Day and you have you have um you already have plans with with other people. Hey, no, no worries, because I've got, uh, I've got other future parties that I'm going to invite you to. See how cool that was? <laughs> it's like Tyson, is, there's no sweat. Tyson's like, oh, he thought of inviting me. How cool is that? And literally, sometimes we do one-to-one individual invitations. Tyson, can you think of somebody in the serving circle that you probably could invite one-to-one to your group coaching program? Of course. Of course. And that person would probably feel honored. Like, well, Tyson reached out to me. So, I think it's. I think
0: uh, this goes. This goes deep because I think as we advance our our level of consciousness, marketing needs to change. And it's. And it's. And it, it's. My point's made from a, a client of mine. We got on a call last week or the week before. I think it was last week, and she said she sent out an email. Now she's doing really well. Um, she's been doing a lot of the inner work, creating a lot of shifts with her energy and her relationship with money, sales, yeah. success. Yes, yes. And, and she sent an email and someone replied to the email wanting to be a client, mm-hmm. wanting to be part of her membership. And she said, I just want to be part of your world and I want to be part of your program. And it's because Beautiful. in the energy of your email was so different to everyone else. Yeah. She said the energy of your email uh, had no attachment, had no agenda, uh, had yes. something. It, the the energy that came across was one of just love and an acceptance. Yes. No matter if you, no matter no matter what you decide. Yes. And she said yes. it was because of that energy that she decided to. This was the type of program that she wanted to be a part of, and the type of uh, you know type of coach that she wanted to she wanted to hire. And I think that I think that is an indication now more than ever that it goes it goes beyond just the words you say it goes just beyond the copywriting like i said you're like i'm not the best copywriter but i make a lot of sales and i think that's why it's because people feel the energy of yes. of more of acceptance more more love more yes. um yeah just yeah. there's no agenda and it's just hey this is this is my energy and this is what i give to the world and if you want to be part of it Then then and it resonates with you, then let's find ways of making that happen. Yeah.
1: And, And you know what? That energy needs practice. And what I mean by that is like, you know, of course, the the you know, there is work involved in becoming successful. And a lot of us have maybe not looked forward to that work because that work we thought was about being more clever, being more um, persuasive, being more charming, being more beautiful than others, or or, or whatever, being better branded or whatever. Like the work might be trying to get people to do stuff. But let's, you know, you and I now here, we're redefining the work. And I love that you just brought forward that idea. The work is love. Mm. The more we could do the work of love, Gosh, the more we could do the work of aligning our energy to our hearts, the more we could do the work of speaking from communicating the transmission from our higher self to the higher self of the potential client. The more we do that work, the more successful we are. Mm-hmm. And so that's so when I'm when I'm writing an article, when I'm making a video, and and, and this is important, you know, to, to for people, a lot of people like also who are heart based and who are spiritual are afraid to be visible. There's some resistance there, because we tend to be soft hearted people. We don't want to be judged. We want to be, you know, evaluated and and, and judged, or, you know, or, or or look bad even to ourselves, right? Like we don't like like when I made my first video in 2009, Tyson after I made my first video and looked at myself, I'm like, I'm never making a video again. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch myself. I couldn't bear to listen to myself. I said, I'm I'm no, I'm no model, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm not, right, like, why am I even on video? And then, so I like, I like pooh-poohed video for the next four years and literally like i you would have heard me back then you would have laughed because i said oh video is a fad <laughs> you know I'm like video it's going to go away i was telling everyone to you know to, to write articles instead or whatever and so and so it was it was through the loving effort or the the loving uh, acceptance of of some colleagues who invited me to, to 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 speak to their clients on video that eventually got me out of my shell again and you know anyway so i just want to tell people this the work of love if you are shy being visible like oh george i understand if i if i were more consistent with putting content out there of service i probably would get a lot more inquiries a lot more interest but i'm shy or i i'm inconsistent this is the work of love tyson whenever i show up on video except for conversation conversations are easier which is by by the way it's it's a little bit of a hack meaning hey if you're shy showing up video why don't you just have more uh con- connect with other members of the serving circle you get together and you just interview each other do that more and then do the conversation you're you're, you're those of you who are sh- who, who who haven't learned how to m- befriend the camera lens which is a trick right like to, to make loving connection to the camera lens it's it's awkward right fine you're better in conversation then just do more serving circle conversations you know all right but I'll, I'll tell you i make most of my videos and I write most of my articles alone like i'm not in conversation in the real time so how do i get myself to do it i'll t- tell you Tyson. i mean this is people are shocked to find this out whenever i start recording or whenever i start writing i don't feel like doing it i don't If 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 impact were no issue and if money were no issue if everyone in the whole world was fully realized And if money didn't need to be made, I would never write another article and I would never make a video probably, you know, but I do it because, well, yeah, yes, it's good for business, but I do it. How am I able to do it so consistently year after year? It's the work of love. Like before I show up, I do my energy reboot and I say, this may this be a service, you know, to, to others. And I do it. And and also, I didn't mention this the whole time thus far, but there are two reasons we make content. One is the work of loving others. And the other reason we make content is the work of loving ourselves. Meaning the work of discovering the the, the profundity and the healing of our own experience and, and, and journaling that publicly public journaling is what I call it. So content allows us to explore our calling and explore our experiences. Content forces us, right? The being forced to write an article or to make a video talking about our experience, our lessons, our aha moments, the work we do with our clients, whatever it is, makes us have to learn how to express that. And that learning how to express this is loving yourself. And in the process of exploring that and public journaling, may that also be a benefit to others—the work of love. Mm. So that's why I think this is right, right, right up the alley of the serving circle. You know, it's like, yeah, that's why we're here.
0: Well, yeah. when people ask me about the serving circle, they say, oh, you know, they're, they're looking for some tips and strategies on on why it's so engaging and how it, why it's growing and um, and everything like that. And when, whenever I'm explaining marketing and business building, especially online, to me, it's, to me it's, all just, it's all just me and my energy. And this is sort of what you're describing is when I'm, when I'm thinking about building the serving circle, I'm thinking how much value can I add to people? It's loving others. It's loving others in the way that I'm just like, I wake up every morning like, how may I, how may I serve? How may I be of service? And so I think about my audience. I think of the challenges they have. I think of what they're really after and what the thing and the things they really want to achieve. My cat can I be creative and passionate and loving and and just playful with with helping them achieve those sort of things? That's why we started things like, um, you know, the the collaborative calls, and that's why we, you know, it's why I run a lot of events and and you know, allow a lot of people to engage with each other so they can start collaborating in that way. Um, but it is also me becoming the version of me who, who can, um, who can lead, lead a community. And one of the key examples is, as when I was start when the serving circle started to grow, I found myself with a pattern of, uh, of judgment and competition where Mm -hmm. when people were joining the serving circle, if they had a larger audience or they had a a, a big influence, I felt judgment and I felt competition in an unhealthy yes. way but now obviously that pattern's coming up to be healed so what I did of was course I, I, sat, I sat with this a lot I started to feel into it I started to I started to recognize I'm moving beyond a pattern that goes that's larger than competition and it's one more Beautiful. of unconditional love and collaboration and that's why a part of me uh wanted to start the collaborative calls because yes. I'm like how about I have an hour or whatever it may be throughout each week And I have everyone jump on and allow them to promote themselves, allow them to get outside their comfort zone and just collaborate, meet everyone, promote themselves and not me and just see what comes up for me. Amazing. Right? So that I can heal. That's what they're they're after. That's what they're asking for. And it's also going to allow me to heal my inner patterns and my inner wounds as well. So it's a good combination. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing those for years now and obviously very successful.
1: Oh, that's it's, it's so beautiful the the, the work you do. Um, you know, the, there's a there's a term that um, I heard years ago. This was from um, Suzanne Falter Barnes and, and Jeffrey Van Dyke, and the 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 term was niche mates. Mm. And 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 I've kind of since developed that even further. So I think of, you know, um, there are essentially uh, Tyson. I essentially see that there are three ways of growing an audience. Right. Like, let's get real practical here. Like, way number one is paid ads, like using Facebook or Instagram ads, YouTube ads, LinkedIn, you know, Google ads, Twitter ads, whatever, whatever paid ads, even the ads on blogs and podcasts, paid ads, you pay money to get the message out to, to a lot more people. A second very common way is SEO, right? Search engine optimization, but that's more of a longer term thing. Third way, which which works amazingly well which all all three ways work well if you work it right in any of these collaboration like hey i've got an audience of people that are similar to your audience of people like so 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 basically if there are two people who offer a similar service and who are building a similar kind of audience would you do you think they should be enemies or do you think they should be friends
0: uh pitchforks at each other right (laughs)
1: <laughs> right i mean if you ask that question you're like oh my gosh the whole idea of competition is enemies it comes from it really comes from war and it comes from sports i mean it, competition is is this right whereas collabor well, it's like well if i if i have somebody who's my doppelganger like like if if i'm building i'm working hard doing the work of love and building an audience and, and creating and then someone else is also doing this do i want to battle them or do I want to collaborate and go? Gosh, okay. Let's say I have, let's say I had a you know, let's say I had a hundred people in my audience, right? Like hundred people following me, who are great. They let's say they have a hundred people following them. Do you think those hundred people are exactly the same? No, there's no way. I mean, no matter how hard you try, you couldn't find uh, the exact doppelganger who had a hundred, had hundred percent same audience overlap. There's no way. At the very, very most I've ever found, honestly, Tyson had done this for. Thir- this is I've done thirteen years full time business now, and I've met many, many collaborators. And the closest I found in overlap is something around twenty five percent. Isn't that shocking? Like, I was like, okay, this person literally says the exact same thing I do. It's exactly just like me, building the exact offer. And the most the most I could find overlap was 25%. So what does that mean? That means 75% of my audience doesn't know about that person, and 75% of their audience doesn't know about me. So would it be benefit for us to collaborate and maybe and 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 I've and I ended up collaborating with several of those people who had big overlaps with me. And guess what? Over the years, we kept collaborating, kept collaborating, and guess what happened? Both our audiences kept growing in, in these directions. And the, uh, the irony, Tyson, is as both our audiences grew, that overlap went went further and further away. Meaning that now we only have overlap of 15% or 10%. We keep collaborating. Every year we do. But, but we also grow our audience, obviously, in other ways, like other collaborations and ads or whatever. And so the beautiful thing is the best collaborator for you is literally your doppelganger. If you can find somebody named Tyson Sharp, who literally has something called the serving circle, who literally says, I mean, literally says the exact same messages at the same time you do, you would be like, oh my God, when, how often can we collaborate? Because our overlap can't be more than a few percentage points. Anyway, it's, it's pretty remarkable. So I, I am always, so anybody who is looking, who is, who is listening to this, if you know of other authentic business coaches, <laughs> like me, please let me know because there might be some collaboration opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, it's, it's such a godsend. So our best partners and our best mirrors, our best teachers are, are doppelgangers. And then the more farther away they are, the, the less perfect they are as a collaboration and the less we can learn from them. But the ones that are most similar, we can learn because they're literally a mirror. How, how do you see whether or not you're well-dressed, whether there's some mark on your face, You look at a mirror. And so when you look at a mirror, somebody who does just what you do, you go, I really like what they're doing there. How can I do it in my own way? And also, I really don't like what they're doing there. It doesn't feel right to me. Oh my gosh, how am I doing that too? Anyway, so (laughs) collaboration. So I'm really happy that you're doing that. Yeah,
0: That's the, uh, I mean, it it really is. And it's being creative and resourceful in all those areas that allows... Allows this to be fun. I mean, I, I think marketing if if marketing is grow is me growing the serving circle, being of support, having fun along the way, that to me is the exciting part of building business. You don't have to do it in a way that is a the you know old marketing tactics of scarcity, urgency, and fear and yeah. just pain all of the time. But it's it's now come to a point where you like, hey, if you build a an audience or a community, or a oh, membership or whatever amazing. that's that's yeah. fun for you, and it's fun because you get to be creative, you get to help people solve yes. challenges, you get yes. to um, you yes. get to nurture nurture people. I send people personal messages all the time to seeing how they're going, seeing uh, you know having a chat, seeing how the are serving, so can help them most. And it's and like you before, I send every message or before I do some sort of marketing, I'm tapping into my heart, I'm breathing and I'm I'm feeling into like how may I be of service. This is. More than business, it's more than money. It's me. It's the reason why I'm here. We are here to serve. We're here to help. We're we're just you know it, it, who and what we are goes so much bigger than the outcomes. So let's let's vibrate from that that vantage point and see what comes through us. And that's really okay. what I think is the biggest the biggest takeaway. The biggest key is is that marketing is is part of you. It it flows through you. It's yeah. um it's it's part of it's part of your dharma. And oh, so um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to, if you want to just wrap this up by giving us maybe just some some practical tips, some, some questions to ask ourselves, what, what what should the audience really have in mind with leaving this conversation saying, okay, how can I apply this in my yeah. life?
1: Yeah. I, I have a, a framework uh, called the eight practices of authentic business. Um, people can look it up. There's a blog post video, you know, 20, 20 minute video that describes everything. So you can just Google it. Eight practices of authentic business, Um, but uh, let me just talk about, like, real quick. You know, in 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 just you know half a minute each uh, of just a few of those practices that are very practical. So you can basically ask yourself. uh, One of the eight practices is content creation, uh, and particularly consistent content creation. And so, question one: Are you showing up regularly somewhere? What, wherever you prefer, you don't have to use all the social media, right? Do you like Facebook? I mean, I know a lot of the people in a serving circle currently at this time is on Facebook. So probably a lot of people don't mind using Facebook. Great, wonderful. Do you prefer Instagram instead? Do you prefer LinkedIn instead? Do you prefer YouTube instead? Okay, Wherever. Right? Are you showing up consistently with your practicing authenticity? That's a practice. It's not something that we really, in fact, we grow up being having that stripped away from us. Because we have to make sure we act in a way that pleases the people around us. So, more, you know, so it's a practice of authenticity, exploration in practice. Okay. Can, are, are you doing that? If not, how can you do it in a way that is sustainable for you? You don't have to make things every day. I mean, the irony, Tyson, I found is that make, making content every day is actually easier than making it once a week in some weird way. Be, because there's like, oh, did I do it today? Oh, I didn't do it. Today. Let me do it real quick. I mean, it could be short. It could be one word. I tell people, listen, <laughs> it could be one word for the day. That's it. That's all you put on there, right? Um, of course, when you start putting your one word, you might want to put more than a few. And you, you, that's just natural. So are you doing consistent content? Whatever rhythm works for you, are you practicing authenticity there? And number two is are you learning how to distribute your content in the way that you are excited by it? Remember, we talked about those three things. Mm -hmm. Paid ads, so learn Facebook and Instagram ads. You know, I, I teach this stuff to people all the time. SEO, learn SEO or learn collaborations, right? Okay, so are you distributing your content, your best content on a regular basis? Okay, second question. Third question, another practice of beyond is are you doing market research so you can create aligned offers? So what does that mean? That means, well, guess what? you can go into the serving circle and you can find somebody who has an, uh, a network of people that are probably you know they probably know people who are in can, can you talk to them to so say hey can I can we get can, can I ask you a few questions because I think you know some people that are kind of my ideal client types and I just love to know what what you've learned or maybe that person is an ideal client type and you find people within your own circle of friends or within the serving circle who are your potential clients, ideal clients, and talk to them about what it is they're going through, what they're yearning for as related to what you provide. Okay, so, and then finally, the, the fourth question I'll ask is, are you doing gentle launches on a regular basis? We talked about that in this conversation. Like, even if it's once a month, reminding your audience, your network, what it is you do, because they they don't remember. We're not, you know, even, even if I'm your friend, I'm not thinking all the time about what you provide. You know what I mean? You might be thinking about it. Just like, if you're my friend, I'm thinking all the time about my own offers. You're not thinking about my offers, right? It's only when I present it to you, you go, oh yeah, that's right. That's what you do. Okay. And then maybe for the next, you know, 48 hours, you might refer someone to me because you happen to find, you know what I mean? Like, but it's a very short-lived thing. So are you doing the gentle launches on a regular basis? So if, if you just ask yourself these four questions, you are well on your way more than a lot of people on on building a, a really sustainable and thriving business so
0: beautiful well where can people find out most about you i mentioned uh georgecow.com but is there sure. is there yeah. any any other places where would you like people to well find you yeah and, find out
1: and learn more Gr- gratefully they can just search wherever <laughs> if you want to search google if you want to search youtube you want to search Instagram, YouTube, yeah, Facebook uh gratefully i'm i'm i think i'm i'm the first result on all those places so just be sure people um know how to spell my last name it's k-a-o cow it's pronounced cow kind of like the Dao the gene right it's kind of like that Dao, but it's cow k-a-o spelled with a k k-a-o my first name is george And hey, if you just search that wherever you are you'll you'll find me so cool beautiful
0: well is there anything else anything else coming to mind i mean for people listening, here's where the rubber meets the road with those four questions, with everything that, George, you've mentioned here. It's, are you willing to apply it? Are you willing to, right now, resonate with what is aligned for you and, and do some things that are different? And, and start to really shake up your paradigms of how you view marketing, how you get yourself out there, and, and start, to, start to put into practice. Put into practice. Yeah. Do something different. Feel the energy of difference that it would feel for you, and then notice the difference in your audience of what it feels for them. So that's where the rubber meets the road. Is is what you're really, what you're wanting to shift to do that and, and put into practice. But George, let me ask: Is there anything else that you feel the audience needs to hear? Any other pearls, words of wisdom? What else? What else yeah. do you
1: think we well, should I, have in mind? I I actually want to thank the person who introduced us. So mm-hmm. Helena. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, thank you, Helena, for introducing us, uh, Tyson and me, and I, I want to thank you, Tyson, because I rarely, it, of all, I, I'm always out there looking for collaborators, and I rarely find somebody like you who um, I can tell really serves from the heart, and not just, not, not that a lot of people serve from the heart, but also to do it effectively. And so I want to encourage everyone who's listening. Um, one simple takeaway is join the Serving Circle that Tyson s- put so much of his work of love into. And, um, you know, check out the collaboration calls in the Serving Circle. And there are so many people in that group that you can just find, um, you know, market research conversations with or collaboration conversations. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I appreciate. it. Thanks for being here, and I've definitely got people I want to connect you with. Um, so, stay tuned for that. But everyone, thanks for listening. Once again, apply this and uh, and check out check out George's content and all of his uh, all the all the amazing stuff on the website. So, George, thank you very much for being here, my friend. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called the Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, How may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships. So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.